Good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like we do every second and fourth Tuesday of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your own personal financial situation, jump on the phone lines, give us a call. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. That's 627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our client's interest ahead of our own in any business dealing, and that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. That's to reach out and help as many people in the Hampton Roads listening area that we can achieve your measure of financial success because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice because it takes some time it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. you got to take that first step, though. Jump on the phone lines. Give us a call, 627-7979, whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, with the economy, insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, so forth, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance we are here to discuss tonight. 627-7979 and my usual broadcast partner, Allison DeBrill, away for a few months this summer, enjoying a, a little summer sabbatical, some rest and relaxation, and some travel throughout the United States and parts of Canada. And I wouldn't be surprised if she gets down to Mexico before all is said and done. But I got the controls for you to, uh, f um, with you tonight, and tonight we're going to talk about investing, why we do it how it works. You know, investing is a big part of our practice and it is a big part of financial planning and a big part of financial security. But uh, we tend not to dwell on the investing part of uh, the financial planning process on the show because we think that so we can add so much more value through the financial planning process and financial planning uh, strategies and techniques and um, tactics um, that we don't have to talk about the investments as much. Um, and we don't want the show to become overly investment focused uh, because everyone has an opinion about investment management. And there are thousands of different ways of doing investment management. 
But ultimately, you have to come to one particular philosophy and strategy that works, that has the highest probability of success uh, long term. And so I think it's important every now and then to go revisit some of the principles uh, and the basics of investing and why we do it and why it works. Because uh, certainly I know uh, throughout our practice and just talking to uh, other people in casual conversations and heck, even in some industry literature, um, there are a lot of misconceptions around investing, how it works, and what you're trying to accomplish. So that's what we're going to focus on tonight. If you want to jump in on the conversation or you have anything to add uh, regarding your personal financial situation, give us a call 627-7979. So why? Oh, and I'm going to tailor my comments to uh, focus on just investing in stocks or equities and primarily U.S. equities, because everyone can kind of grasp and understand that. Now, yes, there are a bunch of other things that you can invest in besides U.S. common stocks, but they are one of the most widely available investments and easy, easily accessed investments that we have, that all of us have available to us. There are bonds, there is cash, there's private equity, there's uh, limited partnerships, there's... Uh, gold, there's precious metals, there's um, there's real estate, there's commercial real estate, residential real estate, all kinds of different things that you can invest in. But for most people, when they think about investing, they think about investing in common stocks. So that's what how we're going to limit our, our focus tonight. So the reason why we as a firm and most financial advisors invest for their clients uh, in common stocks, in equities, is because it's one of the simplest, most efficient, and least expensive method of building wealth and income over time. Now, I got to say that again. The reason you, me, and professionals invest in common stocks is because it's the simplest, most efficient, and least expensive method of building wealth and income over time. It is also one of the most highly reliable forms of invest investing over time. And that is borne out in the facts. It's difficult to even argue that the long-term growth rates of U.S. common stocks are anything but positive. I mean, in fact, you go back over the last 100 years, and if we take the S&P 500 uh, index as a measuring stick, then over that last 100 years, the S&P 500 has compounded, on average, almost 10% per year. 10% growth rate per year on average out of the 500 largest companies in the United States. Okay, that's, that's, that's a statistically factual statement. That means you people who have invested for a long period of time in U.S. common stocks have outpaced the rate of inflation, long-term rate of inflation, which is 3%, by 7% per year on average. And it's important to always compare 
your rate of return on any investment to the inflation rate because as the the price of goods and services is inflating is increasing then if you want to build long-term wealth then you've got to surpass the rate of inflation if you put your money in a bank account earning one percent and inflation rate is three percent then every year you're actually losing two percent of purchasing power now you might think your money is safe and stable in the bank account and it is but from a wealth generation standpoint it is not it's actually losing purchasing power over time stocks Common stocks over time have been one of the simplest, most efficient growth vehicles to outpace inflation and help grow your net worth. Uh, you know, and when I say efficient and simple, I mean, it really, when you come, whoever came up with the phrase passive income as it relates to real estate was a marketing genius. I because, and, and a liar, uh, but a marketing genius because the idea of, of residential rental real estate being, is anything but passive income. I mean, you have to work at residential real estate in order to get somebody to pay you rent. You have to market the property. You have to fix up the property. You have to fix the electrical, the HVAC. You have to review, uh, interview the tenant. You have to do a background check. You have, to, you have to go and collect the check. When they don't pay you on time, you have to send them a follow-up letter. Uh, if they keep not paying you, then you got to send, it to, uh, send them to debt collection, or you have to have them evicted. And then you have to go in and clean the property after somebody else moves in. you got to fix it up and put in new carpet and paint and expenses. That is the least passive form of income I, I can probably think of. Whereas comparatively, from the comfort of your own home and your living room, on the couch, on a laptop, you could hit a few mouse clicks and in less than a minute, you could make an investment in a diversified mutual fund or exchange traded fund and sit back and not check on it in 10 years, and the probability is almost 100% that you will have more money 10 years into the future than you do on the day you make that investment. Now, that's passive without doing a single other thing. Now, that's passive income. So that I kind of digress on that, but I guess I always get fired up about the how when people think that investing is so complicated and hard, it's because they make it complicated and hard. It's not as as hard and complicated as they make it. And certainly one of the most efficient ways of investing compared to other other sources. Um, all right, I gotta I gotta stop and pause right there for a short break. We're gonna get some commercials in here. If you want to jump in on the conversation, give me a call studio line 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790. WNIS. Wealthway Financial Advisors, planning for life. Wealthway Financial Advisors, planning for life. 
And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Dot com. All right, tonight we're talking about investing, why we do it, how it works. So we've established that it's one of uh, investing in U.S. common stocks, one of the simplest, most efficient ways of uh, generating uh, positive growth in your investments and enhancing and increasing your net worth. I want to clear up a misconception, though, um, about investing and, and get down into the details a little bit. A lot of times we talk about being in the market, or we invest in the market. And I think to the novice investor, that is a disservice because they think of the market as this uncontrollable, wild black box that is subject to unpredictable uh, short-term gyrations. And it is, uh, well, at least it's subject to the gyrations, it's, but it's not a black box. And the, and the thing is, we don't really invest in the market. The market, the New York Stock Exchange, is a marketplace to exchange common stocks. So we don't invest in the market. We invest in companies. Companies are what make up the market. And I know me and most everybody else who talks about investing says, talks about how the market did today or what the market did over the last year. That's just the short hand way of referring to collectively all the companies that make up the U.S. stock market. But we don't actually invest in a marketplace. We invest in the companies that make up the marketplace. And, wh and whether you invest in the companies directly in their own shares of common stock, like you buy shares of Apple or Walmart or Intel, uh, or you invest in shares of the company through a vehicle like a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund, an ETF, each of which of those are baskets that hold anywhere between sometimes as low as 25 stocks, sometimes as high as 5,000 stocks in one mutual fund or ETF. You are investing through them into companies. And companies are run by professional managers. Professional managers who can be nimble, adaptable, resilient, motivated, and incented to produce profit. So while the marketplace seems, can seem like an uncontrolled black box, what is really happening under the surface is the value of the companies that make up the market. And companies are run by people and human beings. You work for a company. You may work for a public, a large publicly traded company that has reporting requirements and shares are traded on the US stock exchange. You are part of the mechanism that provides goods or services to your fellow Americans in exchange for payment. And ultimately, hopefully, you get paid the salary, as do all your other co-workers, and if there's some money left over, it's called profit. 
and that profit is exceptionally valuable to the owners of the company. That is why you want to own shares of a company, why you want to be an owner of a company. And I, I, I you know, I, I get really um, frustrated, I guess, when I, when I see people railing against the evils of capitalism and uh, how uh, unfair it is that, that the 1%, uh, the, the high income earners have so much money and uh, corporations are evil and Amazon is, uh, doesn't pay a fair wage and all, all of these things about why companies are bad are riddled throughout the media. But rarely do people talk about all the good things that companies do. If you object to Jeff Bezos' wealth or Elon Musk's wealth, then I say don't fight them, join them. They got wealthy by building and creating a company that produced something of value that people are willing to pay for that then generates a profit for their companies of which they are large owners they own millions of shares of their companies and as they create profit for their companies it increases the value of those companies and they get very rich well so can you become an owner of the company buy shares of amazon buy shares of tesla or better yet buy a mutual fund for most individual investors buy mutual funds or exchange traded funds that they themselves hold shares of those companies that are profitable and that produce a dividend and that uh, grow their profit over time you can piggyback on that success you don't have to rail against it and fight against it and be jealous of it you can participate in it a rising tide lifts all boats so that so so if you don't like the fact that um the walmart the heirs to the walmart fortune uh have billions of dollars of of net worth if you really want to fight the system don't shop at walmart because every time you do you're just giving more money to that organization you want to boycott the companies that are producing the wealth that's how you can fight them instead of being out in the streets you know with with uh, in, in a picket line or something like that but beyond that you're only hurting yourself long term you have an opportunity to get good products at a low price at walmart and you can also uh be an investor in the company and as they turn a profit the shares in there in the company grow and you grow your net worth by being an owner of walmart one of the greatest creations wealth creation vehicles in human history fractional shares of ownership of large public companies. It allows all of us to share in the success of successful companies. And we can do so for in, in modern era now for almost no cost and for very little effort. Like I said, from the comfort of your own home, from your couch, on a laptop, you can buy 10 shares of Amazon tomorrow, starting at 9.30 when the market opens, 
um, and through a major brokerage corporation like Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard or, or something like that, um, transactional costs nowadays are almost nothing, maybe a few pennies, and you are an owner of a major U.S. corporation and are able to share in that corporation's success. So this is why we invest in companies, because companies that produce goods and services that we all value, that we are willing to pay for, also turn a profit. And the fact that they turn a profit is valuable to owners of the company. It makes the share prices increase. It allows the company, uh, if they are so inclined, to pay dividends, which is like interest in a bank account, but it's not quite as regular, uh, and it's subject to the approval of board of directors, but dividends and increases in value common stock, and that's how we grow net worth. All right, we got to pause right here, take a break for the news. We're going to be right back after these messages. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars of Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about uh, for more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the contact page, put your name and address in the dialog box, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you'd like to speak to a live human being, got some nuanced questions, give us a call at the office, 757-456-2200. I want to remind everybody, our next show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, July 25th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, get the show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen at your convenience. And for those of you into social media, we are on Facebook and LinkedIn. Search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that like button. And usually about once a week, we put up a financial planning-oriented post to keep you interested and engaged. All right, tonight we are talking about investing, why we do it, and how it works. And we're getting down into some of the weeds and how um, common stock works, how companies produce profit, why that profit is valuable, and why we feel so certain that long-term growth rates of common stocks is so solid and there are underlying it's not just a blind faith or wishful thinking um, that stocks will average 10 percent per year 
uh, for the foreseeable future, even though they have done pretty close to that over the last 100 years. And of course, let's just caveat that, averaging 10% per year does not mean you get 10% every year. Of course, some years you get negative 10%, maybe even negative 20% or more. That happened in 2022 when we uh, our low point of the year was about minus 25% from peak to trough. That relative short-term volatility, we call it, those temporary, always temporary declines are part of the price that we have to pay in order to enjoy higher long-run rates of return on average, like the 10%. And people who don't understand that those market pullbacks are always occasional and temporary and fear them irrationally, those are the ones who make the big mistakes. So the reason why stocks go up long-term is because they generally follow the earnings of the companies that make up the stock market. And so you know, what mechanically makes that happen? Well, number one, the productivity of the American people. A country our size makes up about 4% of the population, yet we produce 24% of the global gross domestic product. 4% of the population, and we produce almost a quarter of the world's goods and services. That is a highly productive workforce. I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, especially when you're waiting in line at the coffee shop. But overall, we are one of the most productive workforces, highest, highly educated, hardest working, most industrious workforces on the planet. And that is what helps make one of the factors that go into ha helping make companies more profitable. Some other factors that do long-term um, uh, drivers of corporate profitability are the fact that U.S. population has grown by um, more than half uh, over the last about 50 years, we went from two, 210 million to 333 million uh, citizens. So more people means more things to produce, more goods and services to be bought, more money exchanged hands, more profitability through the years, including the profitability, uh, I'm sorry, the productivity of the American worker as measured against the per capita productivity uh, as me measured against uh, G GDP, gross domestic product, rose from $26,000 to $60,000. So over a doubling of the productivity of the American worker. And most importantly, Earnings growth is propelled by innovation, new discoveries in processes, technologies, systems, materials, drugs, widgets, cars, 
all of the we are constantly striving for incremental progress. We are constantly innovating, trying to do things better, faster, cheaper, easier. More than any other culture, it's kind of ingrained in who we are. It's part of the American DNA to always adapt and overcome and find a better way. And, and, and so all those things come together to sort of serve as the fuel for U.S. corporations to continue their strong and steady march of increased profitability, increased earnings over time. Those earnings get shared with the owners of the company through either dividend payments for companies that pay dividends, or it helps increase the value of the stock. It causes the stock price to go up. You know, in the short term, why does the stock go up? You know, like on a daily basis, I mean, about the only thing you can say, the only reason you can give on why stock why stocks go up on a daily basis is that there were more buyers than sellers. I mean, it, on a daily on a short term basis, there were more buyers than sellers. You can't really say why. On ninety percent of the time, there, there's no real main reason other than there were more buyers than sellers. Same is true. Why did the stock go down today? Well, there were more sellers than buyers. That. Supply and demand is what causes the price to move on a stock uh, on an intraday basis. But long term, these are the factors of what cause company profitability to be sustained, continue to grow, and um, uh, profitability to increase and the stock price to grow. grow. And it's why we want to purchase the shares of those companies because we can want to piggyback on that success, and it allows us as individuals to grow our net worth as well. So when you, when you start to know all these factors that, that come into play, when there is the inevitable, occasional, temporary decline in the price of a diversified mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund, then your best response is no response is you don't sell when your basket of well diversified high uh, well managed profitable companies decline in value because other people want to sell them or perhaps because uh through economic activity uh profitability has been decreased that that, that can be a valid reason but you don't sell that's the absolute right time to want to buy more of the diversified mutual fund or exchange-traded fund. Now, I will concede. You buy individual shares in individual company, there is more risk at play there. A company can go out of business, which means its stock will go to zero, stay there, and you've permanently lost that money. And that's why in our practice, we intentionally choose to, in the majority of circumstances, use um, uh, low-cost exchange-traded funds or some uh, and some actively managed mutual funds uh, for our clients in order to grow their net worth. It's because we take that risk of a company going out of business and a client losing a significant portion of their investment right off the table. Um, when you invest in ind- individual companies, that risk is present and something to be concerned about. And so 
So we have an upward trending vehicle, the profitability of U.S. corporations that is reflected in upward trending stock prices. All you have to do is get on the train and ride for an extended period of time and be prepared to ride through the temporary occasional pullbacks in market performance. Those are not something to fear. If you are an accumulator, they are something to embrace. It is in those times of market pullback that if you are contributing to your company retirement plan, like 401k, TSP, 403b, you are buying more shares at a lower price with each contribution you make with your paycheck. And it is there where the money gets made because when the inevitable recovery occurs, you have just accumulated more shares than you otherwise would at higher prices and your net worth grows faster. But if you do the opposite and you panic and you don't or you don't understand why the market is declining and all you see is your your balance decline in your 401k or your brokerage account and you see the numbers going down and you want to stop the pain then you are likely to sell at a loss or sell after a decline. Then you lock in those losses, you move the money to the bank account, and you don't enjoy the inevitable recovery that eventually comes. And you don't grow your net worth as fast as somebody who does otherwise. In fact, you might not grow your net worth at all. And we're all free to do with our own money what we want to do, and you're all free to live the type of lifestyle that you want to live. But most people in this country are striving for something, striving for more, a better quality of life, a better standard of living, and that is that takes money to accomplish. So if you want to have more money, if you want to grow your net worth, if you want to increase your wealth, then using the stock market properly, investing wisely, investing more through the downturns when they occur or continuing to invest through the downturns is what will allow you to grow your net worth faster. And having more net worth means more wealth, means more money, means more options, more freedom, more power in the good sense, more control over your life. And eventually, at some point, you can get yourself to the point where you are what we call independently wealthy. You can maintain your lifestyle, your desired lifestyle, without income from any other source but yourself. But your hard work that you've done up to this point, through the discipline and savings that you've done up to this point, to the investments that you made up to that point in life, and eventually you get to the point many times where we get our clients to the point where they no longer have to work for a paycheck, that they have enough money to sustain their, their standard of living for the rest of their lives with a high degree of probability because of all the smart investment choice, lifestyle and investment choices they made along the way. And it's a liberating, powerful, um, joyous type of feeling, a calm, uh, confident feeling to go through the rest of your life with that type of, of financial freedom. 
and that's why we invest. All right, going to pause here, take one more break, be right back after these messages. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, check us out online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Dot com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for our free quarterly newsletter. Just go to the contact page, put the appropriate information in there, select the uh, right drop-down menu, and we'll get that out to you later on this week. Or if you want to speak to a live human being, got some nuanced questions, give us a call at the office, 456-2200. want to remind everybody our next live show, We'll be in two weeks on Tuesday, July 25th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, we have this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense wherever you get your podcast. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen when you're ready. And if you're into social media, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. All right. My broadcast partner, Allison DeBrill, away on a summer sabbatical for a few months, traversing the United States of America, this great country that produces so much of the nation's gross domestic product and uh, allows the citizens of the country, the hardworking, diligent citizens of this country, to earn a living and grow their net worth and hopefully one day achieve financial independence, if that is an important goal for you. So uh, remember what I was saying uh, before the break about how a lot of people get their investing wrong and they don't uh, stay invested through the occasional temporary downturns. They get scared into uh, selling out. Uh, the rest of uh, the, uh, the, the media, the financial news media, doesn't help with this. CNBC does not help with this. CNBC, I like to say, is hazardous to your wealth. Um, it causes people to make bad decisions. Um, there's a host of uh, financial products that are in the marketplace that are designed to make you feel better about your investing and try to limit the occasional temporary downsides, but they also uh, limit the upside as well to the uh, to your investment um, plan. And uh, they usually tend to be complex, uh, expensive, and really unnecessary in the whole uh, investing process. So. You know, what, what lo good long-term investing is goal-focused and plan-driven, which is, for most people, counterintuitive. You don't, you don't build investment policy uh, out of 
stock tips from your coworker at the water cooler or your brother-in-law or watching CNBC for you know 3 hours a day or scouring the internet uh that is not investment policy and if you don't have a good solid investment plan or policy get aligned with a professional who does and it doesn't have to be us at Wealthway there are plenty of other people here in the Hampton Roads marketplace that uh do work similar to us, but uh, we do have a proprietary investment process that we're pretty darn proud of. But there are other professionals that can help systematize your investment process. And if nothing else, that can go a long way to help you improve your investment performance. Because one of the things we always say uh, in the industry, like there's always a crisis of the day. There's always an excuse to get out of the market. There's always a reason to be fearful of what's going to happen with your money if you don't have a plan. I mean, you know, it wasn't too long ago when uh, all the all the news was talking about a recession, a potential recession. Have we had one? Nope, hadn't occurred. But boy, everyone was scared about it all over the news. How about uh, how about the banking crisis? Remember uh, Silicon Valley? Was that Silicon Valley Bank? Right, and there was another one. They uh, went out of business, went defunct. Um, the whole banking system was going to collapse. Nope, nope, didn't happen. No, nope, here we are. Still banking system, strong. How about inflation? Run away. Run away inflation. Unprecedented. I haven't seen it in a decade. Well, okay. It's high. It's elevated. Inflation rate now around 6%, but it's declining from where I think it's actually 5%, but declining from its peak of about 8% several months ago. So elevated, but declining and returning, regressing closer to its historical norm. So all these crises of the day that work against you to try to scare you out of the market, out of the greatest, simplest, most efficient, and least expensive wealth generating vehicle that mankind has created, all of those things are working against you. If you don't have the temperament to be an investor, then you probably should not be an investor because you will do the you are likely to do the wrong thing at the wrong time and harm yourself more than if you just didn't try to invest in in the first place. And uh, interesting stat, at least it's interesting to me. I found this uh, number to be rather low. Only about half the people in the United States, in some form or fashion, own common stocks, own equities, whether it's outright uh, shares of a company or through a mutual fund or ETF. Most people own them through their company retirement plan, 401k, 403b, TSP. Um, you own stocks if you, if you invest in those plans, but only 50% of the country is even invested in one of the greatest wealth creation vehicle of all time. We're here to help, but you got to help yourself at the same time. All right. That's all the time we have for today. We'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, July 25th. Till then, I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible for its content. 